this is Dixie speaking, and uh, guest we've got today is Tom. How you doing, mate, Tom? Uh, just to introduce yourself for the people, just let them know who you are, basically. Um, so basically, my younger brother, uh, best mate, real man Dixie over here, known each other for like at least half my life. At least half your life, at I, the very I, least. I thought about it today. At least half my life. Yeah, um, and like I've always seen him as a mate as well. Um, go back a long, long time. But yeah, a little bit about me, just a pretty bog-standard guy, to be honest. I'm a boring guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically just work for my dad. I do like maintenance, work in white vans and work with white van men, which is a, uh, I can assure you, pretty interesting. It's, I don't know if they believe these stories themselves. <laughs> you know how, how like sort of they say with like folklore, it just... You know, the more people say it, the more things are added on. In every legend, there's a bit of truth then. Yeah, there's got to be yeah, a, exactly. a strand of there truth. There has to be something there. Yeah, there yeah. has to be something there. There's a one guy that I work with, um, and he just has these stories, and it makes him sound as if he's like, I'm talking like Brad Pitt levels of good news. <laughs> but he's just... He's never told me a story where he hasn't succeeded with a lady. Oh, yeah. So, ne- never not pulled. Yeah, so yeah. one story on that sort of subject was he was on holiday a lad's holiday I think in Ibiza or and he's just talking it up anyway saying yeah oh, I'm not going to do the accent <laughs> he said I'm gonna, I, I went away with my missus because he went on this lad's holiday him and his missus and then his best friend and his missus right so like a double date holiday yeah yeah but he made it as if it was all like the lads going together and stuff and he's <laughs> like <laughs> mate no I'm not, no, not going to do the accent um <laughs> So I was out in this club and my girlfriend wasn't there and stuff. And this girl was just checking me from across the from across the bar. He's like, and I sort of get it wherever I go. Like, girls just checking me and stuff. And I'm just sort of used to it. Is he a good looking bloke? No, he's not a good looking bloke. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bad looking bloke, you know. <clears throat> but he's certainly not, he's not as if, he's not how he makes himself out to be. So exaggeration in all forms. So he's in this club and he's like, yeah, this girl's checking me. She's been checking me for a while. And uh, I look down and she's sitting there and she clocks me looking at her, at her legs. She's got this short skirt on. And she just opens her legs to me. You know, like, as if, it's like it's a, like a porn film. <laughs> and uh, she, she like, looks over and he sees that she's got, like, these little pants on and they've got, like, the Union Jack flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Mate, I get up, I walk over to her, I point at them, I go, yo, them are bad, them are coming off, and then I <laughs> slap my fingers together. <laughs> and and then he was he was acting as if this girl was like she was like he, she was over me for the rest of the night, mate, just grabbing me, like it just it just couldn't have happened the way he said it. And what was the girl, a supermodel? Yeah, oh mate, yeah, like ten out of ten. What's she like? Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time, every time. And he said, another one, you know, the classic, and I think they even make uh, jokes about it in like, uh, I think it's in the Inbetweeners movie, if you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Long time ago that film came out. I think it's near 10 years. It feels like yesterday, I yeah. watched it at Cineworld on Broad Street. Oh, really? Like, I actually, yeah, I remember going to see it with the lads, like my friends from school, because it was just after school, and we was going, going to Malia, uh, we had it booked, so that's where they go in the film. So like we, we all went and watched it together, sort of thing. Like I, I really remember. Was that my brother? Was that when he went? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there. There was like, there was like four of us that went together, but we knew another four or more people that was there at the mm. time. So there was like quite a few of us there. It was, it was a good experience, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were saying sorry. What was I saying? I'm talking about <laughs> got around to the cinema for some. Uh, yeah, t- well, you asked. Do I remember us movie? Oh yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> you remember in that there's that really embarrassing bit with Joe when they're walking down the strip and there's the reps, and it's sort of like that joke on you know all lads think reps are into them. Right. Yeah. 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 I remember. Mate, I'm not lying to you. He said he came home with five different reps numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Even if you like. Like a super good looking guy. Those girls are just there, and even like even the guys as well. They get young, good looking people to get yeah. these guys. And you know, it's like it's not the stripper doesn't love you, which she gives you a, and chatty a, people as well. Yeah, and chatty people. Chatty so people. Got to have that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so a lot of people think just because somebody's chatting to them and they don't get a lot of attention, that, oh my, this girl likes me. She loves me. But he obviously left with the impression of, nah, like, I got treated special. Not every <laughs> guy gets treated like that. I'm special, you know. Yeah. It's just a fall. Like, for instance, uh, well, you know I'm a vegan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I must get it, I don't know. Let's say I work with him, let's say, 10 days, do like, all one week, Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday, let's have a two-week period. I can guarantee at least four or five times, oh, don't you just want some lovely meat on that sandwich? Oh, don't you just want to get a lovely KFC? Oh, or if he's eating McNuggets, oh, just have one of them. Why don't you tend to have one of them? And he does it all the time. It's like one of those types, you know. Does so, he... Does he... Well, first of all, does that wind you up? And secondly, does he know that that winds you up? I, I, I don't think he thinks it's winding me up. Mm. I think he thinks it's like a... Which a lot of people do think, I think, at first, like being vegan, it's that sort of, oh, it's a phase. Which yeah. I think for some people it can be, or it's a bit of a diet that morality doesn't come into it. So if you offer them a McNugget, you're going to go, oh, yeah, go on then, I ain't bought it. Whatever. Yeah. But no, it doesn't It doesn't wind me up to... Unless somebody was doing it intentionally to wind me up, I think it's just genuine, like... Not that he can't get his head around it, but just like, oh, I find that so mad. He can't really be that serious about it. He yeah. can't be that serious. So I don't think... It's I not think, a tease. No, thing. I don't think it's a tease. And even if it was, it's only like a slight jab. Because yeah, it, yeah. But, but, but it does yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But it never feels malicious or anything. Mm. And it never does. It's, you know, it's a way people react to that sort of thing you know um i wanted to talk to you about being a vegan because obviously in your family as well it's not just you who's a vegan mm-hmm. it's, your, it's your brother uh and like pretty much everyone else oh, that, yeah, that mom, mostly everyone i can think yeah, of yeah yeah sister. so i wanted to specifically ask for you guys i don't i know you don't all live in birmingham maybe you want to touch on that as well but uh, what what's the vegan scene like in Birmingham? Like, is it easy? Is it hard? Is it? Um, I think it's easy just in regards to that Birmingham is just a big city. Mm-hmm. So regardless of any big city, it's always going to be a bit easier because of your massive like Tesco's, Sainsbury's, all these. So that makes it easy. And I thought the you know restaurants in general were quite good until I went outside of Birmingham, specifically when I went to uh, Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And it was this great, there was, I mean, I'm talking, if you went on um, maps on your phone and you put in vegan restaurant, there'd be like 10 within a north, uh, within a one mile radius. Whereas in Birmingham, I can think of three, four dedicated vegan restaurants. So I think in one way I'm lucky because there are people that, you know, can live in like countrysides, for example, when I stay at my dad's who lives in Staffordshire, in like the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. there's nothing to get around there. Like at all ever uh, so just like pubs basically yeah, yeah just pubs and then the little shops are just little country shops yeah you know that are run by some free old, range eggs yeah free yeah. range eggs yeah exactly yeah. yeah which people still can't get their head around while I won't have them oh it's free range though so like, that doesn't make a difference it just just means they lived outside that's my yeah uh, yeah uh, loosely of. loosely yeah. um, I mean there are still some pretty like appalling conditions that still get the brand of free range because basically they got, they got checked 10 years ago said it was okay and then it just carried on and they worsened their conditions because of one nobody's checking on us so a lot of the time free range eggs aren't really that great mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean it's it's certainly better than it was when I first went being which is about four years ago now five years ago um, but just in regards to you know supermarkets and stuff I mean there's a couple of really great places in Birmingham city centre a new place that's just opened um, <clears throat> which I can't remember what it's called the vegan kitchen where's it where's it by um, so you know if you get up you know where the seven bus stop is near Snow Hill Station yep yeah 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 um, by Pigeon Park by Pigeon Park yeah, yeah. You, if you cross over the road and you're making your way up to um, I think it's, is it Ball Street where Forbidden Planet is but you can go through like a promenade. Yes, yes. There's a promenade with like loads Towards of Towards like the, the Jekyll and Hyde bar. Yeah, yeah, near there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So if you carry on through there in one of the shops on the inside, um, there's some great shops in there as well. There's like one of them sweet shops. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like an old sweet yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, is it the arcade? I'm not I'm not sure if it's called the arcade. It's a, it's a long strip of indoor yeah. shops. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's literally on the back of Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back yeah. there, if that makes I'm, sense. I do, yeah. I know. So it's, it's, it's opposite Snow Hill, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so if you came out of there 
and you went straight on through the other tunnel was that House of Frazier if yeah. you turn right P- Pigeon Park's to your right down yeah there. I know exactly what you're talking about um, yeah there's a the, well I don't know if it's still there but there used to be a whiskey shop there and I used to get my dad a whiskey for Christmas oh, like, really? like a whiskey shop yeah the, the, but there's like a barber's as well there's, yeah. um, there's a shop literally around the corner on there and uh, it was an old gunsmith's and oh really see it and it's just, it says something like established 1821 and it's a Birmingham gun and they've kept the sign outside it's really cool that's cool yeah but they don't sell guns no they don't sell guns <laughs> I think it's a barber's <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah back to the uh, vegan thing yeah it's yeah it's 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 okay I've certainly been to um, better places and I've certainly been to worse places I think it could do with improvement there's like a place called Three Threes as well. Yeah, I've been, which is, which I is like there. I've been yeah. there a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's re- it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I know you've done some like vegan cooking for like my brother when he's come around to yours and stuff. Yeah, and you yeah. Curry back before, which was really nice. That yeah, so, that was um. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first time trying to cook that. Um, I won't say my friend's name, but I could. I might get him to do an episode at some point. But like, he started doing home delivery, uh, and literally taught me how to do. Uh, vegan just wanted to try it and like yeah I thought it was really nice it was mm. really really nice but when I was doing that that's when I found out that um, Flora is basically vegan like yeah, yeah, a, apart from one of them isn't it yeah um, yeah because he was telling me that he was like yeah this is what we use in all our vegan and I was thinking that can't be right he was like he was yes. like all Flora bro he was like well it was all Flora anyway <laughs> yes. so it's, there's a like a a sort of a, um, a buzzword, well, not a buzzword, but a buzz phrase, sort of uh, accidentally vegan, which a lot of things are, which don't even say in the packaging, so like Oreos mm-hmm. are vegan, which you wouldn't think because it's like cookies and cream, isn't it, essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few th- jammy dodgers. <laughs> so like, you, and that's one, that's one of the things about being vegan, and one of the good things is every now and again you'll find this like new treat that you used to love, and you're like, oh yeah, that's finally vegan, but... What do you think of it all <clears throat> from the outside? How does it... Uh, what, what v- veganism? Veganism in general. What I mean is, like, how, how do you perceive it? I've... Well, as you know, I've always been pretty vegan-friendly. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that I'm open to it. Uh, obviously, I'm not one myself, um, or a vegetarian. But I'm not actually mad on meat. I don't... Yeah. I, I'm, like, I've always been a person that will happily not have meat on my Sunday dinner. I like everything else on a Sunday dinner, like a yorkshire pudding. That's bad boy. Oh, uh, they're the best bits. So yeah, the trimmings, stu- the trimmings stuffing, mash, roast. Oh, I love yeah. roast. And all those things, roast vegetables, yeah. even. And yeah. all those things you can make really good with vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're not missing out on a lot. And <clears throat> I do agree. Like, I'm not going to say I don't like the taste of meat because I do. I love the taste of meat, and that's not why I stopped eating it or anything like that. Like. I love like a McDonald's milkshake. Yeah, I'd, I'd love right now to have a quarter pounder from McDonald's. That I get when people can't get away from that because it's a very addicting thing. Something that's that nice, that's that accessible, that you can have a lot. And I, I have found that with being vegan, I, I will say, and a lot. I don't think a lot of vegans will admit it's a very bland diet. Mm. Like I'll, I'll fully admit to that. I mean, I mean, you've tried vegan, and unless it's something like how you made with fresh vegetables and stuff. And like these mock meats, they're certainly getting better, but they're just, it, it, it is bland, mm-hmm. I will say, it is, it is quite bland. But then again, that's, that's I suppose, one of the things that makes it difficult why a lot of people don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it see, this is what I'm saying when I say I'll, I'll never look down on someone who's vegan. I think it takes a lot of, uh, mm. um, a lot of willpower to do that. And I certainly couldn't do that. I think I, I think I could do the meat side, you know, if, if tomorrow the world was like, Say something happened, there's no meat, we can't get no more meat, meat's gone tomorrow, we woke up and that happened. I'd be like, eh, but I'd get on with it. I wouldn't be one of these people that would be like going mad. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll just be like, oh well. However, dairy, I've really got a soft spot for dairy, man. I, I love cheese, I love milk, I love like milkshakes and stuff, and I, I can't give up chocolate, no I mean, way. I know, just sort of growing up and uh, like Dixie and obviously my brother growing up, they're obviously at this house a lot. And like a lot of my ingrained memory of you is you and Charlie coming in from playing football, just drinking big glasses of milk. Milk each. points. It just, points that, of that, milk. That, that image for me is like burned into my memory. The amount of times I'd seen that it was yeah. you guys just big, and because I was never really into it. So for me, the dairy was easier than the meat. The opposite to me, yeah. Yeah, although cheese. Yeah, cheese is good, man. You, you know, and like proper butter. Yeah. Uh, it was my thirtieth last week um, 
and I was at my dad's and we had a lot of people over, family and a couple of friends over mm-hmm. and obviously I had a few drinks and me and my two mates were up at the end of the night and I was just got late night munches so I had, went over to the fridge and I opened it and there's this cheese that, oh, it's like this, it's like this mature cheddar and it's called Black Bomber. Right, right. Mm. <laughs> I just smelt it and I, I looked at Did it. Did you used I, to have that brand before? Mate, yeah. yeah. That was like one of the top cheeses. Like I love blue cheese. So yeah, like, I loved, yeah. every, mate, there was no cheese I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Black Bomber, it's just like real, mm, it's like this real mature <laughs> cheddar. And, uh, I was just, I smell it and I was like, oh. And like I broke a bit off. And I was just like, it was in my fingers. I'm not sure if people get the reference, but it was like the ring from Lord of the Rings when Gollum's <laughs> looking at it. And there's so much like love and hatred towards it at the same time. And like, it got about, I was, I had it pinched between my two fingers about a foot away from my mouth. And I was looking at it. And I, I like, my two friends were in the other corner. It's a long room, so it's a kitchen, but it also goes into a space where you can sit in as well. Uh-huh. And so I'm sort of standing by the fridge, my back's towards everybody, and I've got this cheese between my two fingers. And I'm just like, oh, I could just have this now. Like, I, I, I haven't paid anything towards the dairy industry. And I was just I got it about an inch from my mouth. And I just had my tongue out. <laughs> and I didn't touch it, but my tongue was about five millimetres from the cheese. And uh, I was just seeing if I could sort of could taste the air around it. But yeah, no, it's. Um, but yeah, from your perspective, it's the dairy that would be difficult. Yeah, I find the dairy really difficult. And um, my other thoughts is it can be a bit militant. I, so, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. I, I don't post anything about veganism online because most of the vegan posts I see I hate. Yeah. Not even, you know. It, it just feels like it's pressuring people. It's not very positive. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's it, just it, not it very positive. It says how bad you are if you're not vegan. And yeah. It shouldn't say that. It should just say things along the line. Personally, for me, it should just be like, if you can cut out meat once a week, start with that. Just try something. Just something. Because it's better than nothing. If everybody just made that one change a week, could you imagine how many people in the UK? 70 million. If you think everybody did that once a week, that's five million portions of meat. How, how many animals is that equate to being saved? How many more um, feeding silos don't have to be powered by energy that goes towards global warming? So if everybody just cut out meat just once a week, it would make such a difference. I, d- I do think meat should meat and like is too readily available. Uh, do, do you think we're immunised to it as kids? What I mean is, if if a kid had never been outside and was raised fully vegan, right? And never the the idea. Okay, you might, you know, if they couldn't watch any films with killing and nothing like that, or even if they did. My, my point is, if they're never exposed to just a raw slab of meat, because we don't think anything of it. Like even me as a vegan, I don't. know. There are some vegans that oh, it makes me feel sick. I don't. Sometimes I go past a KFC. I'm just like, mm. yeah, yeah. But are we? Do we? Do you, you don't think of that as a piece of animal. I still don't. I don't look at a steak and think, that's just a bit of flesh. Yeah. Do you think I, we're immunised to that? I, th- I think I think people are less so immunised to it these days. I think up until recently, yeah, because, like, hunting was still sort of, like, a thing that people did. Butchers were very common. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so where you would see these proper, like, joints of meat and, like, it's... You know what I mean? And then after you've cooked and eaten it, it's a carcass, literally. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's like everything's processed, isn't it? So you get like most, most processed chicken is boneless, most of it. Yeah. You know, if it's not wings or whatever. And even wings, you get boneless wings, boneless thighs. Um, yeah. So I think... Everything's made very pretty for us. Yeah, it is. Very well. And I know a lot of people, <laughs> funnily enough, that I think, and I'm not one of these people... But I know a lot of people that would be vegan, or at least vegetarian, I should say, um, if all meat was meat, or, yeah. like, or like say they had to hunt for it themselves, or well, at least it. at least look at it, watch it be made. Like my, my partner's one of them. She's like, oh no, I can't look at it. I can't look at how it's been made. But for me, I'm like, well, if I'm gonna eat it, I should not. Yeah, exactly. Why shouldn't I? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think there is a like a uh, moral obligation to do that because if you can see it and you're okay. That doesn't mean you're a better or worse person. We just have different sensibilities. Mm-hmm. So some people are more get more emotional, you know, get more emotional over something that you wouldn't get emotional at. We all have these different triggers. 
It doesn't mean we're better or worse person. I think a lot of vegans um, make that you're a good or bad person dependent of you on if you're vegan. I've met vegans who are the biggest, oh, sorry. biggest, <laughs> the biggest dickheads in the world, and I've met meaties who are some of my favourite people in the world. Yeah, it, it's it's not a thing. It's not a, a personality trait or choice. That you should judge someone on. No, exactly. The same way you shouldn't judge someone for, Religion. you know, being, yeah, or their, their sexuality or what, whatever. Yeah. Anything like that, you, yeah. you just, it doesn't make, it doesn't really even weigh yeah. in and on what like, sort of how, person they it, are. And also, how does it affect, why, the thing I don't understand when people get angry at that, how does it affect your life if somebody else is gay or somebody else eat meat or somebody else likes a different religion to what you like? How does it affect your life? Why are you getting so angry at it? Do you, and I think there might what's th- what's offensive yeah and it what's and I, I, I think there might be a little bit of guilt there with the meat thing because a lot of people as you said won't they'll see say in um, I know in China that it's popular isn't it of dog meat and they'll be appalled by that but then they'll be eating a pork chop yeah and a pig is more intelligent than a dog yeah the test, right? so there's that sort of uh, people see Things differently, don't they? And what they're blind to? Just because they're brought up around dogs as pets. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which, which, don't get me wrong. Like, like, I've had a few dogs as pets. Like, I love dogs. Uh, even the pigs are my favourite animal, by the way. <laughs> uh, but like, I, yeah, I love dogs. But even me still, like, I just see that as, I don't see that as it's wrong that they do that in China. Mm. I see that as, you know, that's just their culture. What what is more readily available and like just what's been et for however many years yeah, yeah. By, by them um i just I, but i do think people should be more aware of health benefits as well I, as I think, uh, I, I think that's the main thing to yeah be honest, is especially it's going to get too preachy but especially things like i know you said you loved it but dairy yeah I, don't get me wrong i fully know that it's dairy that's worse for you than meat oh 100 like, i know There's that I, that's casein, just what i like yeah casein which can affect cancer cells more than tobacco Mm. Nic- well, nicotine, I should say. I think it's nicotine, isn't it, that causes the. Uh, no, nicotine. Uh, what was it? Nicotine's the addictive. Nicotine's the addictive stuff, definitely. Um, but do you know what? There's also if, if you smoke straight fags. I smoke roll ups. Yeah. But if you smoke straight fags, there's all sorts of mad chemicals yeah, in there. Is that, is that true that like rolling tobacco is better? Not better for you, but it's certainly not as bad as fags because well, cigarettes because of the there's more chemicals in. I can't say I've researched it. No, no. But generally, I know that is the considered opinion. Like, I know most people I've spoken to say that. I'll just check the population of Birmingham. I'm not sure if I believe it. I think it might be lying to me because it says 1.2 million. No, I reckon that that could be right. 1.2 million. million. So that's 1.2 million podcast episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just just to end on the veganism thing, I, I think... People should, like, don't eat meat three times a day. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. try and cut out dairy. If, if you have it as a treat, just try. If you're going to go and have a burger, just think, I'll go and get a, a mock replacement. Because I'm sure you, you've had a few mock burgers. Um, do you know taste- what? Me, me and my partner, we love uh, one of the Linda, Linda McCartney range yeah, burgers. That is really definitely a vegan. Uh, I don't know if it's a vegan or it might be a vegetarian the one, one actually, I think it's mozzarella. But that one, because I had that really one nice. they're really nice. Really burgers. nice, yeah, 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 really, um, really nice. But yeah, yeah, they're super nice. But yeah, I would say just, it just, it's all about just cutting down. You don't ever have to go fully vegan. Mm-hmm. Just If you just make a difference, especially in a big city like this, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I do think there's a lot of option. And there just seems to be more and more, which yeah, is Yeah, well, that's it, that's what, that's, that's one thing I know you asked about what's it like being in Birmingham and it is getting so much better like I said that vegan kitchen which has only opened up in the last couple of weeks in fact me and my brother went on the day that it actually opened that was about two or three weeks ago as I say um, and, and also restaurants are doing it a lot more as well so it's I'll just urge everybody just give it a try give it a try you never know and watch Earthlings that will change your mind that documentary oh, it's horrible have you seen that? no and that's that's what made me go vegan because I couldn't watch it it was, really? it was horrible and the worst bit was the dairy farm. Uh, like I only discovered oatly milk like last year. Oh, which is and I think that is beautiful, man. It's nice, isn't it? In a cup of tea, it's actually nicer than milk in most cases. Because milk just—it's a bit it's sweeter. Just, yeah, it just gives it a different taste. Like yeah, a taste. A bit sweeter, a little like a little bit creamier as well. Yeah, and like the it, it doesn't give me the horrible feel of like. Well, that's it. You belly, think, like you, I'm, you I'm think a bit full because of the lactose in milk. Cows have four stomachs. 
to break all that down. We only have one. So it's your, your it's when you get that, it's just your stomach just trying to process all this sugar that's in it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what else been going on then, Tom? You've been um, filming uh, yeah. recently. I know you guys are doing a film with your two your two mates. Yeah, so uh, my uh, best mate from school, um, him and his brother have basically been doing, uh, making short films um, for, God, it's got to be 15 years now. Where can people find anything that the um, so you YouTube. can look at? Yeah, I mean, there's all stuff on YouTube under Scruffy Hero Media. The film we're doing at the minute is called Out of Anger. Okay, it's a short film. What's it about? I I, I don't want to say too much. No spoilers, but yeah. it's um, set in Birmingham. It's yeah. Set in Birmingham, and it's very um, when we were talking about the film and when the lads were doing it, that was the key thing that was in it because this city doesn't get enough attention. We've only recently just had Peaky Blinders, and even now. Of all our years of like our proud culture, even when I go anywhere now, oh, Birmingham or Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that's, that, that, yeah. that's all we've got. That's yeah. all it's in. But there's so much more here. There's so much more talent here, which obviously from your host here, you can tell. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I 100% agree. In that. Um, there's loads, man. And so it's, oh, I don't want to say too much, but it's a guy that's basically hit rock bottom. Um, Oh, I can't give Mo- mo- modern day England. Modern day England, uh, set in a crime drama. Um, a guy who's some gangster ish going some on. Some gangster ish, but not over the top. It's quite quite grounded. Yeah. Just as much as we don't actually see like mafiosos walking around Birmingham. Yeah. Small road manners, and you know. So it's more more grounded, I'd say, of actually what real Birmingham's like and actual real brummies and stuff. Uh, but yeah, like I said, a guy that's hit rock bottom that has got this path. Of vengeance set before him. Is like, that you? Are you the player? No, no, against? I'm going to be a scummy little villain. I am. Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah, yeah. Little villain. Um, uh, but no, it's it's another guy who Dick's here knows as well. My friend from school, and uh, it's it's going really well. We filmed. I think it's we've got something like twenty odd scenes, and we've got. Like one page of filming done so far, so we're still very much in early uh, production at the minute. But yeah, as I said, it's all getting filmed in Birmingham, all set around Birmingham, um, and it's going to be a really, really interesting uh, project. We've actually on uh, GoFundMe as well. Okay. So you know how you can like f- uh, fund on there, which uh, I'm going to ask uh, Dixie to put up on his social medias after the yeah, link. Yeah, I will. All right. I'll put it on my Instagram, which is bro one two one Dixie. If you're not already following that. Yeah, so go check over there as well. And a cheeky follow as well, that would help. Um, any little bit helps. It's it's helping for locations. And where, I was going to ask that. Where um, where are you filming? So it's going to be all around Birmingham. Like the we've, city centre. So or... city centre, we've got... Because what we want to show... I mean, we both know as proud brummies, there are, people see this city as quite a, an ugly working class city, which, is, which there are areas which, you know, we're massively proud of, but... It's where we're from, you know. There's loads of areas around Birmingham, but then we've got like these incredible areas that don't seem to get talked about a lot. And there's certain views you'll get of the city, and you've seen, you know, like with like uh, the ball ring there. I don't know what it is, but when you got like that pink sky as well, and just mm. actually showing Birmingham for what it is, not just that outside look of what it is. Some of these like amazing places, like we've got like amazing parks in the middle of this massive city, but like, nowhere else has. Like Sutton Park, for example, it's you could be in there and think you're in the middle of the countryside, couldn't you? Yeah, hundred percent. So, so we want to try and show all these like amazing places that don't get any recognition. That these places are why we're proud to be from here. Why we want to show these places off, and why we're proud of that. Like that, this is a film from Birmingham with people from Birmingham. You know. No, that's cool. I really love that. I really like that. I don't know. I, like I get what you're saying. There's there's certain area. I think it has a a specific view. And like Peaky Blind has been the only thing that's big in <laughs> yeah. Birmingham. Probably doesn't help that because it's set dr- which, when it's at that peak of that which era. Also, which also, most of it isn't even filmed in Birmingham. It's filmed in Liverpool. No, yeah, I know. But having said that, recently there's been quite a few uh, filming, like big budget films that have been done in Birmingham. Do you know that? No, no, who's been? Uh, um, so there's Ready Player One. Do you remember that Steven Spielberg? Yeah, see, I, that one I definitely remember. That was quite a few years ago now. But I remember being with my brother on the train home. And uh, as we went past there, Spaghetti Junction, and like the the train inductor spoke over the tannoy, 
I'm saying Steven Spielberg's there at the moment, like, <laughs> really? yeah, like filming. So I know he did some there and some in Digbeth for like his dystopian future. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah, when it is used, it's sort of used in that way. But uh, I know that Tom Cruise was here the other week. What's the new Mission Impossible? One of, uh, one of my friends, yeah, lives around the corner from. Uh, this big Scientologist. Really? Like, I, didn't even think I don't know. I don't know if you call it a church. No, it's massive. It's like a big mansion house. Looking really? place. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, up by like Balsall Heath Mosley area. Have you read any of the stuff about Scientologists? Sort of. I watched um, a documentary uh, before. Like this is ages ago with um, what's his name? Now he's really famous for documentaries. Uh, uh, English Louis guy Theroux. Louis Theroux. Yeah, yeah. I watched the Louis Theroux one. And then apart from there, it's just like hearsay what I've heard. I mean, it's just as odd, odd as any um, religion, I guess, if you break it down, you know. Mm-hmm. So, But it's just because it's modern, isn't it? So people sort of, uh, people have a go at it. But yeah, getting back to the uh, the filming and stuff, have you ever done any of the short films? Because we did a, I'm sure... There's one that never got made, Glassjaw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, yeah, so I, I filmed this, I've filmed one scene... Uh, which we done here at your house uh, when I got shot to the house in the Yeah, it was really good fun. I remember looking at it and thinking, like, it looked obviously it wasn't like big cinema budget yeah. or whatever. Great acting by me, but I like I, I was just like, yeah, that looks really cool. Like the way they set up their special effects yeah, is be- amazing. They're really talented. Yeah. Um, and then we was gonna do some filming. At, they had like a studio in town mm. up, up by like the Chinese quarter. Uh, yeah, that Shakespeare Street. Yeah, Shakespeare Street. Yeah, that studio up there was really cool as well. Um, and then I think we was, we was doing some filming there, but then nothing come of it after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what's been one of the things from before. It's and why the GoFundMe page has been there is because it's so difficult to keep it, which you wouldn't think. You've got all because they've got all the equipment, and honestly, you're on on set. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as if it's Hollywood, but you know, you're there, and then there's all the sound equipment set up, and then. There's another little monitor which shows the display of the camera. Oh, really? So one of my mates will be, you know, recording it, then the other one's looking down there, making sure that the focus, because I've got this little device that attaches to the lens of the camera. So you rotate this little de- device, and it can change, you know, does the zoom oh, on the camera cool. for you. So you're not having to mess around with the like zoom. while you're looking through yeah, it. Yeah, and they're like a proper lighting rig. So it really feels, because, uh, I mean... You know, like you said, other than Peaky Blinders, I can't think of any other big media set within Birmingham. I mean, I know we've had some f- short, I mean, some films, I think that maybe have been set here, but... But um, I think that's, that is one of the best things about Birmingham is all the independent creative creativity that goes on. A lot of it goes unnoticed, but there's a lot going on. Well, I mean, give you an example, say for the filming... We just sort of put it out there, who could help us? And we got somebody that could do the soundtrack for free. That does all you know um it's like sort of synthy sort of music um which the guys were after anyway that sort of music for the film so somebody that could do that um a professional photographer and all these people that are willing to help because there's so much talent in birmingham and as soon as you mention we're going to try and show it off we want to show how good it is people are like yeah yeah we'll do it we'll do it mm-hmm. we're a, we're a proud lot but we don't there doesn't seem to be a lot out there for us to cling on if you look at other cities i mean i know our music is probably the the peak of what we're known for, mm-hmm. Sabbath. But even like, I mean, movie stars, the only people I can think in the last couple of years, Felicity Jones, who was in Star Wars. Yeah, she was from like Sun Cold. Yeah, she, I think she, didn't she go to Sutton College? I think so, I believe so. so I, fe- so I think Mike Skinner, Skinner went there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd, and I yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and me and you, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you study in? Uh, I, I did... Um, Sociology, drama, and history. Yeah. A-levels, yeah. 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 I, uh, I went media for a couple of months, hated it, dropped out. Then I went and did... Actually, at Sutton College, I first applied for, like, uniform services. Oh, like he's going to be a... Policeman. A Dave policeman? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh, God, what? My, uh, my dad was telling me the other day that, like, my dad, like, he hates the police. <laughs> yeah. My dad hate the police and uh, he said yeah it's like one of my biggest shames that he went for like a test for the police <laughs> and he didn't pass the mental test <laughs> my dad hates them honestly he hates them he was telling me this story yeah, that he got pulled over 
This is about 20 miles outside of Birmingham, which is just near Staffordshire, a place called Eccleshaw. Mm-hmm. And the police have pulled him over, just a random check, and he gave his driver's licence and some other form of ID, and the, the address didn't match because he had to get a new address because they'd just moved houses. But and, still in the same area. Yeah, and yeah. this fucking pig, right, looked and he went, mm, I'm going to have to take your car off you then, sir. And my dad's like, well, well, what, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I've got the paperwork off. It's already in the post to get sent over. What are you talking about? Well, you're driving illegally, so. Well, can I just drive back home? You can follow me. You can, I'm literally, he was about 10 minute drive from home. Yeah. No, no, I can't let you do that, sir. I'm going to have to take it. And it will be a £1,500 fine and a fine from the, you know, the lot that they take it to as well. <sighs> right. So 15, and they said, well, what, what the fuck? Are you, can you drive me home? No, you have to get somebody to pick me up. You want me to stand on the side of the motorway? Yeah. Which you found out after is illegal for them to do anyway. And am I allowed to, I'm allowed to swear on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, Explicit, man. Yeah. And so this cop's there, and my dad just said he's like one of them. And I've always held to the belief. Not every policeman. I know there are some good coppers out there. Uh, bullied, bullied in school. Bullied in school or b- was a bully at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with bouncers. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a good proportion of them. They like to bully people. Yeah. My dad's sitting there and he says... What, what am I meant to do? And he's just sitting there, the police, oh, I don't know. My dad would just went, you're a cunt. <laughs> this police was like, what What did you say? He said, you're a fucking cunt, you spineless little rag. He said, you little cunt. He said, what, what am I meant to do now? Fuck you. My dad's like, I just wanted to get arrested at this point. He's like, yeah. fuck you, you cunt, you pig cunt. <laughs> and then this, this like, pig just like, it was after about five minutes of talking and he just left. Didn't take his car. No. <laughs> And then there's this other story. <laughs> so this guy must got really scared, so bullied at school, and yeah, it brought yeah, back memories. Makes sense. Yeah. And there's this other story, right? My, uh, my uncle, he was, which uh, older than my dad by a few years, and he was walking through. Uh, you know, who plays Nanita just outside Brooklyn. Yeah, I know Nanita quite well. Yeah. Uh, um, his mate were walking through the park, and uh, his mate just finished this fag, like, chucked it on the floor, put his foot on it. This copper came up. You're littering. It's just, it's just fag. You're littering. You're littering. No, we're not. Picking up your little scrounger and all this sort of stuff. And he said, my uncle said, like this bloke who was with him, just turned around, clocked this copper in the side of the head. This copper just passed out in this park, and then just like walked off. And my dad was like, I was like, did, did you hear anything? He's like, nah. What do you think of that? Because I don't know if it's a hatred because of where we live, and I'm sure if you lived in rural areas, but what's your... Well, I think I know your take, but <laughs> being from Birmingham, we obviously have similar experiences. We both kind of feel the same, I think. And obviously we've recent things, and I know it's in America, but the, you know the whole George Floyd thing as well, mm-hmm. which is just brought up to light that these people, do they have too much power? What do you think of... And I'm you know, relating it to where we're from and what, how we've experienced, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with you. That police are cunts, <laughs> like you and your dad. Very, like my dad's the same as I had some. No, no, no. I agree with you two yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. the the again, and it's like you say, not all of them. There is nice coppers out there. I haven't met them, <laughs> but there is because I've seen Instagram videos, haven't it? Yeah, because and, and I've I've heard other people's personal stories where police have helped them out. Like I'm saying, they've never actually helped me out. Like my own personal experience, I do think they're necessary. Yeah, yeah. I do think police is necessary, so you can't just say get rid of police. But some, I, I definitely think some serious. Because it, uh, it's rotten from the top. Down, yeah, isn't it, it is. It, it, it needs. It needs. It's institutionalized bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's full of power, power hungry, power drunk yeah. people. It Too seems to be to me. Well. Yeah, very, very corrupt. And uh, um, the police needs to go back to being community focused. I think and. Uh, like driven to help the public well, rather think, than I, I yeah I'm catching I'm I, catching the drug I think, dealers. I think that's the main thing. Like for example, like I live pretty like Birmingham Central, not too far from the town centre and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and a very uh, an area where you'll hear sirens a lot, and you'll see police cars go. So it's a very heavily trafficked area, isn't it? And about a few weeks ago, uh, me and my brother. And we both heard this bang. It's this guy. Long story, but this guy's getting beaten up. All the, these people are blocked off the road. We're like kicking this guy in. And I'm telling you, 
there was at least five phone calls made to the police. At least five. From Probably people on the road. From people on the road, because there were people out there trying to help this guy, but you couldn't. I mean, there was like a group of like, I don't know, like 40, got four of these guys just trying to kill this one. And I'm talking, they were trying to kill this guy, you know, mm-hmm. Forty, fifty minutes from the first phone call to the police to when they arrived and they arrived after everybody had left and the ambulance was sitting about a quarter of a mile down the road waiting for, waiting the, police. for the police to turn up and this guy was just he was taking up. a hammer in yeah and like by the time the police turned up like all these like my neighbours and stuff were like just bawling out and like where the fuck were you where the fuck were you because I'm telling you there's nowhere they could have been that at least one cop car and I think what it was they were waiting for at least four of them to get there before they all came in at once mm. but somebody should have been there because that guy could have seriously died and they did nothing and it just it just proved my point again I thought what a perfect opportunity for the police to change my mind on how they, how they are but I just feel even worse about them now mm-hmm. I have no trust in them and you should like if I was in danger I wouldn't trust that the police could get there fast enough no and that, and that is what they should be there to do yeah. but no one can trust them for that it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. They're there for they're there paid for by taxpayers for the public. Because um, um, I know plenty of people that if they saw something outside the house, they wouldn't tell the police because it's the police. Just not because they don't want to arrest the person. It could be their worst enemy. And still, I ain't talking to you. Yeah. Fuck you. Because what are you gonna do? How many times have you let me down? How many times have you let this community down? But I I I will admit that I'm fully one of those people. Um, the other day. I wasn't at home, but my partner called me, and like someone had like drove onto our road, like swerved on there drunk, like so the car was like, and it's like went into like someone's garden, and like then like got a bit stuck on the curb, and this guy just like sort of got out of it, and he's like all swaying and stuff, and he's like, and then like the the garden where he went, and he nearly smashed into this wall and stuff, which obviously is bad. I know that happened to you guys like yeah, um, yeah. a few years ago. And um, so, like, these, this old... Because there's an old couple that live in this house and they've come out and they're like, call the police, call the police. And, uh, like, some some two women come running from down the road, like, don't call... Well, one of them's like, don't call the police, please don't call the police. And the other one's like, you ain't going to fucking call the police, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they went in the boot and they got, like, a crate of car in and, like, walked off there and just sort of left the car there, like, <laughs> half on the curb and stuff. And, uh... I was like to my partner, I was like, like I was, I was, because I was saying if I was there, I would have gone out and said something because it was in the middle of the day in the summer holidays. I've got kids, like kids yeah, could yeah, just be, yeah, yeah. it's a very quiet road, so you can't just come swing, like mm-hmm. imagine, you can't just come around doing that. So I'm like, I want that person to get some sort of comeuppance. Yeah. If I was there, I would have gone out and said, like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, whatever. But under no, no so even if I've seen him hit a an animal or another kid I would probably want to call the police <laughs> yeah. I'll call an ambulance yeah. but I won't call the police yeah. do you know what I mean like just because I, it is that much animosity yeah. and and like and it's also you see it a lot with like even like sort of like true crime things of like the person that calls the police how often are they like a, like a suspect or like they're suspicious like no I just called to help yeah no Everyone, everyone's treated guilty until innocent yeah and that's not how it should be I think it's definitely um don't know how to say it, but I think it's very, very subjective your thoughts on the police. Because mm-hmm. if you're from, say, like a rural area where the only other time that you've probably had to deal with police is that somebody's on your land, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, you know, that maybe there's a bit of a scuffle at a pub, I think our perception of the police, and it's not it's not like police are better in rural communities, it's just that we deal with them more, so we, we know what they're really like. Mm-hmm. People like the country they're probably just as bad but they don't have to deal with them as much well i do also think that out in these rural areas like these villages out in england and stuff that the police are more like what i'm saying like oh oh everyone knows pc williams they, yeah, yeah. they live at number 38 oakfield road yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. everyone knows and we went to, you know their barbecue we went there last year mm-hmm. it, like so they know them and stuff so it's not like they're they're not like patrolling trying to get anyone for anything yeah yeah like yeah, because if, if you think about it a police uh sh- a, like a police man or a police woman should be there to help people get out of bad situations even if they've committed a crime if it's n- as long as it wasn't like murder it, rape yeah, paedophilia yeah. it's like, like if, it's swapped because it's like 
they should be there to help people and as a byproduct of that if people get in trouble they can arrest people mm-hmm. that's what it should be but what it is is they want to arrest people oh and they might help if they can yeah that's what yeah. it is yeah and that, com- that completely needs to be reformed yeah it does please. yeah um, <clears throat> we'll start to wrap up a bit yeah um, I was got well I've got two questions to ask you really you, I started off with just one but it's ended up being two that's yeah, well, just how it's been all, yeah so the first one is um, do you think you'll stay in Birmingham most of your life or the rest of your life or would you uh, like to move out um, and why I, I think I'll never leave fully there'll always be a part of me that will come I'm not saying I'm going to live here fully but I'm always I'm sure that there'll always be somebody here that will keep me rooted to this city and I always want that to be the case I don't, I don't want to not ever come back here yeah and then, and then I know we we have our faults and stuff but there's there's something about this city that it's really um, it's enticing and I think it's like how a lot of people talked about sort of New York in the 70s of this like city where yeah okay there is quite a bit of um, a bit of crime a bit of seediness mm-hmm. but it kind of adds to our charm I think mm-hmm. I kind of like that we're from this place that you know what I think it is as well I don't think you realise till you go outside of Birmingham because I've done a lot of stuff like I was in the white van of manners and 95% of Brummies have got such good manners that you go into places that everybody like, I'll go and work in like Leicester or I'll go and work in like not even necessarily black country because I think the black country is quite similar but Everywhere else you go, like, Brummies are a nice people. Yeah, they are. And I think they are what they are. Yeah, Going yeah, back no to what front, you're saying. No yeah, there's no front. Like like we were saying, like, no, like you were saying, and I said, no one's perfect. Yeah. And a Brummie knows that. Yeah. And like, like yeah. We just but, accept our flaws. I am, I am this. Yeah. yeah. We like ourselves because of those flaws that yeah. we have, you know. Yeah. Like, I like saying that I'm from, like, shit as you sound from, like, but I like saying that I'm from the ends, you know, like. It's it's a bit of a crap area, but it's it's mine, you know. All the major events that have happened in my life, these amazing moments, these are the crap moments. Everything's really happened here, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think that's similar for a lot of places. But a lot of my mates still live in and around Birmingham, and I think that is there is a reason for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the last question that I've got to ask you. Oh wow! Actually, first I do always say, does it? Do you have any questions for me? I actually hate this part. It, <laughs> it makes me nervous, but yeah, do you have any questions for me? Um, well, has anybody asked you about your sort of what you want for this podcast? Like, sort of where I want it to go? Yeah, in an ideal world. So, Johnny did ask something similar in that he asked, which was episode three, he said, What's next? What's after this? Yeah. Because basically, when I started doing it, it was me, him, uh, and then Cam and Josh, who was the first two, like, before I even thought of recording the first episode or the concept of the podcast, like we'd got together getting ideas and doing all this stuff. So in terms of where I want it to go, I, d- I don't, I honestly don't have a vision for it, but there's there's not a part of me that expects or is even, or would even want to be honest. I, I don't see it being anything famous, but that's the beauty of it is that I think it's, it's more of a community thing. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Like you can you can listen to this like one, an episode a week and get to know, I mean only a published one a month, but you, you say you say if someone discovers this in a few years time, people in the older generation like grandparents age and probably like parents age starting, have a lot of trust in these big news corporations like Sky BBC, but you're better off looking at what's happening locally I think. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not saying world world stuff isn't important, but. You know, you need to build up your home and be it's happy. Relative, yeah, exactly. Like you, need, you can, and it, it's better to only dwell on what you can actually affect, mm-hmm. which is what what is local. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'd like to get a few, like people that are known, like or whatever, however you want to phrase that, from, who are from Birmingham, just to hear about that because they might have mad experiences. But I do want to keep it more for like just real people whoever really whatever their background but like you know I don't want it to be fake that's all yeah something for the people mm-hmm. yeah something for, something for me and, and my friends and my people yeah, if like, other people like it other people like it you know what it. is amazing as well is that as you said being a dad is that like so your kids and stuff can look back on things like this in like 40-50 years time imagine if we could hear some like 
our grandparents did something like this, like in the 40s. Imagine how amazing that would be to listen to and what was going on in their life. It's like a snippet of history. That's what you want. That's what's so good about having actual people on. 100%. And do you know what's funny? Like, no one's asked me the, the last question I'm going to ask you, which I'm sure you know is, out of any Brummie ever, who would, you, who would you like to see on the show? Who could you envision? And that, that can be like, you know, alive, dead. Uh, on the last one, Rachel said Ozzy Osbourne. But mine would be my son. That's what funny you say that because well, when he yeah like so, so I, I'm hoping that I'm still doing this whether I've earned a penny from it or, or not but I'm just still doing it and he can be in his twenties and be a guest on it. That would be really fun. That, that, that's yeah. that so that is my vision. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I feel like it might. So who have we had before then? Uh, so the first episode, Cam said Lady Leisha, who's uh, like a rapper and, mm-hmm. and radio presenter from Birmingham. Um, and then second, Josh said Mike Skinner. The streets, obviously, you know yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, and then third, Johnny <coughs> said J.R. Tolkien. And then Ozzy Osbourne uh, was the last one. It's difficult because there are quite a few. There's uh, Jeff Lynn, who's a lead singer of ELO. ELO, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Jeff Lynn's up there, I suppose. Is it Stephen Knight who created uh, Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders? Yeah, yeah. You've got him up there. Um really difficult I think I'm trying to be too clever with this answer really uh, yeah I, th- I think honestly it would have to be Tolkien I mean I just I just love the guy you know and there are some people there's like Ian Taylor who was a villa legend who actually went to like, my dad's wedding uh, who was like my favourite villa player growing up how so, did he end up your dad's wedding because uh, they both worked together they worked at uh, a tennis ball factory <laughs> so they, uh, <laughs> Um, and then up until uh, like a few weeks ago, I mean, even now actually, I think it'd be great. Is Jack Grealish, and I'm going to get a lot of hate from that, especially from like Blue Noses and Villa fans now. <laughs> but if you listen to him in interviews, I think he's somebody that brummies. If you take uh, allegiances and loyalty out of it, somebody that we should be proud of, of brummies. Yeah, most expensive British transfer of all time. I'm not into football, but if I was, I'd be a Villa fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, I am a Villa fan. Uh, so like obviously I've known who he is for a long time and I know I, I agree with that like I think people should be proud rather than I don't like seeing all the negativity yeah. and it's a reason why I don't really mess around with football anymore yeah because yeah. it is a very uh, it's like a proper uh, football city in it Birmingham we'll leave it there um, thanks for listening remember to follow me on Instagram at bro121dixie you can DM me on there to see about coming on to be a guest for the show and also find any details from this episode. Um, we'll go smoke spliff. Yes, let's do that, my friend. It's been really good, man. It's been really classic. Nah, really thanks for doing it. Honestly, it's been a really good guest. Yeah. It's been a good chat. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, no, sweet. Right, Till next time. Bye.